it would help if I put my mic on. It's not the sound, guys. I did not turn it on. Okay. <laughs> um, so that first, that first video that we showed is actually our new series that is starting next week. Um, and I actually feel like this is kind of an intro to that series. So today I'm going to do an outro to the current series that we're doing, Making Change, and I'm going to introduce our new series to you because um, it kind of goes on the same... You'll see next week. Um, but while I was preparing for this, I was reading a lot of stories on church history and looking at kind of the heroes of our faith and just people and um, kind of the, the incredible experiences they had in, in establishing the church and in building the church and in growing God's kingdom. And it got me so excited to share this message with you today. And I feel like God has kind of lit something in my heart, like reignited just a passion for his kingdom and for his ways and for his church. And so, yeah, I just want to pray for us before we start. And I'm really hoping and, and trusting and inviting you um, to catch something this morning. I'm hoping that God is going to light something in your heart and just reignite your passion for his kingdom and for his, um, for his glory, for his church. Okay, so let's pray. God, I'm so excited to share this message because I know that it's something that, that you've laid on my heart. And God, I know that um, your kingdom is the most important thing. God, you say, seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. And so God, we just want to commit this message to you. I commit to every single person that's sitting in this building today and anyone that might be listening to this later on to you, God. And I ask that you would stir something in our hearts. God, light, light a fire in our hearts for you, a desire and a passion for you and for your kingdom. God, we just want to surrender our lives to you, our finances to you, our hopes and our dreams to you. And God, I pray that, that as we leave here, we would leave with your hopes, your dreams, a burden for, for what burdens you, God. Help us to live for your glory and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so today we're ending off the Making Change series by speaking about living a life of legacy. Chris Hodges says, what we do for ourselves usually dies with us. What we do for others lives beyond us. And this is the legacy we're talking about, living a life that is beyond ourselves. And I've been asking myself these questions as I've been preparing, like what, what am I living my life for? What am I building with my life? And what am I investing my money into? Is it something that's going to live forever? Is it something that's going to live beyond me? Or is it something that's going to die with me? Is it something that's going to bring God glory and impact eternity? Is it something that future generations are going to be grateful for? Matthew 6, 19 to 21 says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. So Matthew's encouraging us that nothing's gonna last on this earth. You can work so hard and give all your energy and your time and your efforts into a job or into something so that you can purchase stuff on this earth or you can spend all your money on renovating your house and giving and doing stuff and it's all gonna pass away. It's not gonna last. 
But there is something that lasts forever. There is something that, that cannot be taken from us, and that's the kingdom of God. And so when we're investing in the kingdom of God, and the kingdom is people. That's what God's kingdom is. You know, a king has a kingdom. It's his kingdom. It's the people. So when we talk about God's kingdom, we're talking about the people. Okay? And when we're giving our life to people, to investing in people, to building, to growing God's church, to sharing the love of God with people, those are the treasures that we're storing up in heaven. And when, we're, when we keep... Um, as we keep doing that, as we keep growing God's kingdom, we're storing up more and more treasures in heaven where no one can steal it, no one can take it away. And the Bible says that Jesus is coming back one day and he's bringing a reward. And so we get to look forward to the day where we see Jesus again and he's going to come back and say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's my goal. I want God to say that when, I, when he comes back again. And so I'm not talking about the kind of legacy in a worldly sense. So you might listen to some music of people that have already died, like Michael Jackson, and think, sure, what a legacy. Like his music lives on, and he's, you know, people are still talking about him. But what does that benefit him? He's dead. He doesn't know we're still talking about him. He doesn't know we're still listening to his music, and we don't know where he is. I'm talking about the kind of legacy where you actually take it with you into eternity, where, where we can take, our, take where we, we were storing up those treasures in heaven, but also we can take people with us. When we're investing in lives, the only thing you can take with you one day is other people. Who are you taking with you one day into heaven? Matthew 13, 44 says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. You see, the kingdom of heaven is worth giving everything up for. When you find it, when you really find true hope and life in Jesus, you're willing to sacrifice anything for it, to give up anything for it, because that joy goes beyond anything in this world. You, the, the love and the acceptance you feel in Jesus is worth giving everything up for. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. We just need to seek God's kingdom. Pursue the things that God has put on our hearts. Um, look at people and, and love on people and pursue what God's put in us. Use our gifts, use our talents, use our abilities, use our finances to pursue what God has put on our hearts to help grow his kingdom. I'm here today because of a legacy, because of somebody else, because somebody else had a kingdom mindset, because somebody else was storing up treasures in heaven. They were focused on things above and not here on earth. And so I've got a photo just of um, the woman in my family. My gran was the first one. Um, she's on the, your left there. Um, she was the first one in our family to get saved, to give her life to Jesus. And then we've got my mom in the middle and me and then little baby Riley in our arms. And that's four generations of women in a relationship with God. And my mom, so my grand grew up, um, she's Portuguese, so she grew up as Portuguese Catholic. Uh, everything was quite religious for her and her family. Um, she also 
who had a terrible first marriage and, and, and was divorced, and so there was a lot of exclusion, and she never felt, she never had that relationship with God. But one of her neighbors invited her, wait for it, to an electric frying pan demonstration. <laughs> I know, right? It's riveting, okay? It ended up being a very electrifying experience, though. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Um, so, she, so she got invited to this. They, they, all the ladies went on the same bus to go and see this demonstration. And while they were traveling, the lady that invited her was a Christian. And later they actually found out that she had been praying for their family and intentionally invited her. And they played Christian music on the way there and on the way back. And in the bus on the way back, just listening to the words, something just, she just felt so emotional. And, um, and the words really spoke to her. And she just said to them, like, oh, I don't know, like, there's something about these words that are just ministering to me. And so when they got back, the lady invited her into her house and shared the gospel with her, um, shared grace and love with her. And my grand gave her life to Jesus. And do you know that that family, I don't know their names, I've never met them, but they have a legacy. They, they are reaping the benefits of the legacy of our family. And so now, four generations later, we're still in church, we're still loving God, and we're still reaching out. And just in my family, just a few things, like my, my sister and her husband are up in Zambia with our Zambia project, and they're loving on the people in Zambia. They're sharing the gospel with people that otherwise wouldn't hear the gospel. Um, my brother just planted a church in Portugal, so they're up in, yeah, it's an amazing church. They, um, they're in Lisbon, and they just love the city of Lisbon. They've fallen in love with those people. They're ministering to the expats, reaching out, sharing the love of Jesus, and their church is growing. Um, and just, and I was just thinking as I was preparing, I was like, sure, like, that family will never know the knock-on effects of what it meant for them just to share the love of God with a woman, just to pray for a family. And now the, their legacy is part of our family's legacy. Every life that is saved in Lisbon, every hope, every life that is saved in, in Western Zambia, all the, the amazing things that they're doing there is part of this family's legacy because they focused on what was eternal and not just what was in front of them. Changed lives, changing lives. Do you know my gran is such an incredible woman. Um, even just like chatting to my mom about like her life and saying like, she was telling me that my grandpa used to race these, ele uh, not electric, what do you call it, remote control boats. So we would go on Sundays and watch them race around and around and around the same dam. And <laughs> um, but my mom was trying to think and she was saying like, she cannot think of a single person in that boating group that didn't get saved because of my grand. Like not one of my grandpa's friends didn't give their life to Jesus because of my grand, because she was just so passionate about the gospel and sharing the love of Jesus with people. When I go to her now, she's even always talking about her neighbor that she's like just trying to, to get a word in there or share a scripture there or in, encourage or invite over. Um, and so every life that was changed through hers is part of that legacy. And I think that's incredible. And we, we are standing on the shoulders of those that have gone before us. There's people, every single one of us here in this room today, you're here because somebody else sacrificed. You're here because somebody else gave. 
because somebody else was bold and courageous enough to share the gospel. Somebody else stepped out of their comfort zone and, and took a risk for the kingdom of God. Somebody shared the gospel with you. And I don't know your story, but I know that I'm here today because somebody shared, because somebody gave, because somebody was brave enough to step out. And so we should be grateful for the sacrifices of those before us, and we need to do the same for the future generations. And so the big question I want to ask you today is what do, you, what do we want to do, or ask ourselves, what do we want to do in our lives, in our lifetime, that future generations will be grateful for? What do we want to do in our lifetime that future generations will be grateful for? You see, it wasn't just that family that impacted the legacy of my family. It was once my grand joined a church, it was every person in that church, the people that packed out the chairs, the people that greeted her on a Sunday, the, the youth leaders that my mom was in grade eight, I think, so just starting high school when my grand got saved. And so she got to go to a life-giving youth group um, which was actually in the pastor's house at that time. But those leaders, the people who gave of their, their lives to those, to those youth in that time, like I'm benefiting from, from the, the fruit, or I'm living off of the fruit of them because they helped my mom to have a relationship with God, to grow so that she could then have a relationship with us. I'm grateful for every kid's leader that served when I was a child, for every person that gave in order for that to be possible I'm benefiting from that today. And so what do we want to do in our lifetime that future generations will be grateful for? And today I want to just give you three practical ways that we can, three, three easy things, three practical things that we can do in order to live a life of legacy, in order to build up this legacy so that future generations can be grateful to us. And that's, it's three things. We want to partner we want to plan and we want to pray. So we're going to partner with what God is already doing. We can plan for spontaneous giving and we can pray for kingdom opportunities. So firstly, we get to partner with what God is already doing. We are invited to join in with what God is doing in our community and in our world through the local church. And if you call View Church Milneton home, if, this is, if we're family, if we're part of a family, then let's partner together to make a difference in the world. Because the church is the hope of the world. I really believe that. We are the hope of the world. Okay? And when I say church, I don't mean us, staff, and I don't mean this building. I mean us. Every person sitting here, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a disciple, you are the church and you are the hope of the world. And you know, when one of us can do a little bit, you know, we could, we could do a little bit, but together we can change the world. Together we can do a lot. And so I want to invite you this morning to partner together. Let's pull our resources. Let's pull our, our, um, our money and our abilities and our giftings and our talents and our time. Let's pull it together so that together we can impact in this community, in Milneton, in the city of Cape Town, and further out into our world. And so I just want to give you a few things that as a church we are already a part of, because I know there's so many of you sitting here that give of your time and your energy and your money faithfully. And so together, some of, just some of the things that we're involved in at the moment, um, over, the, over the COVID period, we have been able to give 
hundreds of packages of food away to people in need. We've been able to partner with soup kitchens um, to give to provide for them and support them so that they could give to the communities. Um, we've been able to support local schools with sandwiches and cooked meals for the children so that they can have food before school. When we suddenly closed down last year and there wasn't a way for us to meet together, we were able to buy the equipment that we needed, the cameras and the sound gear and the lighting that we needed in order to bring church into your homes. Okay, we were able to bring church to, so, so that we could still gather together even though we couldn't be in the building together. We also, I don't know if all of you know, but we actually support six full-time missionaries in Zambia as a church. We've got a photo coming up now um, of the three couples. We've got Liana and Lloyd on the left there. Um, in the middle is my sister and her husband, JC, and my cute niece and nephews. And then we've got Brad and Andrea and their little boy. And my sister and JC and Brad and Andrea actually came from this congregation. Um, so they were adding so much value. They were part of building this church for years, and now they're up in Zambia. And as a church, we get to support that. So we might not be able to go to Zambia or be in Zambia, but just by giving, we're able to make it possible for them to do the work that they're doing. And there is an incredible work happening in Zambia. A few of the things that they're involved in, um, they're putting water wells in um, villages where they don't have access to clean water. We've got a Save a Life Center where we actually help nourish babies back to life. Um, and then the thing that I love about that is that they don't just leave them. They don't just get the babies hell and, um, hell well and healthy and then <laughs> send them off. They actually provide training um, and resources for the grannies or the moms to do a business course so that they can establish a business in their community so that they can carry on providing for their kids. I think that's amazing. They've also started a bunch of other self-sustaining businesses. Um, Hope Art, this is one of theirs. Um, they've got Hope Art, which provides jobs for ladies in the community, and it also supports the, the orphan home and the, um, or the children's home and the Save a Life Center. And the children's home has 50 children in at the moment, which is creating a life-giving family for those children. We've also got 675 children going through school, getting a great education because of the school that's been established there. We've built a hospital. Guys, you guys have built a hospital. Come on. Okay. We've built a hundred, a thousand seater church in Mongu um, for Hope Church Mongu. And they're also in the process of actually building kids church facilities for the kids who currently meet under a tree. Okay, so I think you, there were some photos that came up. But the most amazing thing about this is that we're able to reach people with a life-giving message of Jesus that wouldn't otherwise be reached. So we've actually planted 135 churches over the years in Western Zambia. They've translated the Bible into a few different dialects for the different villages, and they're raising up godly leaders in each village to run churches and to lead and to reach out to people. So this is just a little something that you're a part of. As we bring our little together, we're able to do so much, not just in our communities, but in, in other countries across the world. Um, and in our, yeah, in our church even, there's so much more that we would love to do. 
Okay, we're, we've, we've been able to bring some guys on staff temporarily who have been focusing on specific areas like life groups and discipleship, statistics, um, looking back, looking ahead, how can, we, how can we be faithful with what God's given us um, in our next gen, being able to, guys that have been able to invest time and energy into reaching the next generation, um, Setting up our 6 p.m., focusing on young adults. Matt's doing an incredible job with Kids Church and been, been raising up leaders and been investing in the next generation. And we would love to bring them on permanent staff so that we can continue just investing and being able to grow the kingdom. And so you might not be able to come into the church in the week and sit and, and work with these things and developing these things, but together we can bring our resources so that we can make it possible for the guys that are available to do that. So that together, we can grow God's kingdom. Yeah, so I, so I think partnering with what God's already doing, I want to give you an invitation to join us. Let's pull our resources, let's pull what we have, and let's together be able to actually grow and invest in something that's going to last forever. Secondly, we can plan for spontaneous giving. Okay, there are so many opportunities around us every day where we can be a blessing to someone else. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive, and it really is. When we create a heart of generosity and we live a lifestyle of generosity, it blesses us. It does something in us. And so... Um, but in order to do this, I said plan for spontaneous giving, because if we don't plan it, we're not going to be spontaneous. We're not going to give, okay? Because who just has margin lying around in the bank? Anyone? Anyone got loads left over at the end of the month? No, <laughs> okay? Not naturally, okay? When, when we get more in, we naturally just spend more. And, but my challenge to myself is that I want to start, I want to get to a place where I'm spending more on others than I am on myself, and we need to plan for that. So again, I want to encourage you to go back to the stewardship um, message where we encourage you to budget and to plan your, your spending, to, to pay off debts, to do what you need to, to, get your, your, to steward your money well so that we can create margin in our lives, so that when God says to us, hey, or lay somebody on our heart, we can easily give because we've created the margin to do that. So we need to plan to be generous. And just quickly, a few things that we've done over the years. Um, when I was a young adult at church, we were still in the Tableview um, Church, and we had little cards made that said, just a little something to show that God loves you. And it had the church details on the back. And so I used to keep those in my car, and I would draw cash so that I had like notes that I would keep in my cubbyhole. And every, I used to go to the same petrol station every time so that I could build kind of a relationship with the, the petrol attendants. And every time I'd give them, give them a tip and a card and just say, hey, like, just want to remind you, God loves you. God loves you. You see that building there? Because it was right across the road from church. That's my church. I'm there every Sunday. Come and join us. Like, I'm waiting for you. I'll get you a cappuccino. Come and join us. And it's just a little something to, it's a little way to look for opportunities to bless people. Um, Reese and I also, when we, we haven't done this since we've had kids, we need to get back to it, but in the beginning, we used to, um, in our budget, we would put 
money for giving, and we'd say, okay, you have this much, I have this much, and we'd draw that cash and have it in our wallet so that at any time, God could lead us to give it to someone. So every month, we knew how much we each had, and it was like, okay, God, and it was so exciting because you're like, okay, God, who needs this? Like, where am I going to give? Who can I bless? Who can I bless this month? And just trusting that God lays somebody on your heart. And you know what? If he doesn't, just give it away. Give it to anyone (laughs) and tell them God loves them. Okay, um, random big tips to waiters. Okay, that's also a great way just to bless. And that's actually the way I got saved. So I was waitressing and a couple gave me a big tip and said, hey, I just feel like God wants you to know that he's real and he loves you. And I had been praying and asking God to show me that he was real. So you don't know. You don't know. That person doesn't know how it affected me, how it changed my life. She doesn't know the the kind of legacy she's a part of now um, because she was faithful and generous. Um, So you can keep envelopes in your car with cash in to give away. Um, You can pay for other people's groceries. We've done this a few times. It's sometimes awkward, but, you know, you don't know. (laughs) You just say, hey, um, I just just want to pay for your groceries. Can I bless you today? And people are like, what? No. But you don't know. Maybe that person didn't even have... What, what they needed, or maybe they've been asking God to, to show him that, that, they're, that they're loved. We also, when we first um, got married, I was still paying my car off, and so the, the, we said, okay, when, when, we, the, when we make the last payment, the next month we'll, we'll, keep, we'll give that installment to someone else, because you used to make it, like making that payment. And so there was somebody in our church that was saving up for a car, and so we just anonymously deposited that next, ins- the last installment, or the first installment after the last installment, into their account. And we don't know how, if they had been praying and really trusting God for, for money and, and what it did in them, how, how, if it built their faith or stirred their faith in God again. So look for opportunities. Okay, P- plan for spontaneous giving. We need a plan to be generous. And then thirdly, we can pray for kingdom opportunities. Pray for kingdom opportunities. Ephesians, in Ephesians it says that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we could ever ask or even begin to imagine. Our God is able to do the impossible. There is so much. If the biggest thought we could think of, God is able to do more and he wants to do more. And do you know what the most amazing thing is? He wants to use you to do it through. He wants to work through us. He wants to work through the church. We are his plan. So what are we praying for that is beyond what we can do in the physical? And I want to ask you this question. If our prayers, if your prayers were answered today, like all the prayers that you've been praying over the last month, let's say, if every single one of them were answered today, what would change in our world? Because when I first heard this question, and I asked myself, I realized, yo, I'll have a great life. (laughs) I will be so comfortable, I won't have any stress or any worries. But I don't know how many other people's lives would be changed. I don't know if our country would have been changed at that point. And since then, I've shifted my prayers to trusting God, to praying for our government, to praying for our country, to praying for God's kingdom, 
to praying for, for you guys and for things in your lives, for God to come through, for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. And so I do want to encourage you and challenge you to, make, to pray God dreams. Pray God for kingdom opportunities. Pray risky, bold prayers. And sometimes there's things that, that we're praying for that we, don't, we might not have the money to, to give to advance that, but we can pray and we can trust and we can um, ask God to bring those things into being. Do you know that when we got this building, so for those of you that haven't been with us for very long, we used to be called the Gypsy Church because we never really had a home. <laughs> so <laughs> we would go from, like some of you might have seen us in the paddocks and been like, is that the same church we saw at Lagoon Beach last weekend? And Weren't they at the high school? No, they were at Seamount. Yes, we were everywhere. <laughs> okay, we were literally going from place to place and praying and trusting God for a building. Because when, when, when you don't have your own building, there's no space to run growth tracks and to have life group facilities and kids' church in a safe environment, not in a bar, okay? <laughs> Which is where we were. But so we, I mean, so many of you were also a part of that and praying for these great prayers. And when we eventually were able to buy this building, which was incredible, we didn't have any money to, to renovate it. So we had the building, but it was just concrete floors and walls that needed to be bashed down, and we needed to make it look like this. And so in a prayer meeting, trusting God, praying, somebody had a sense from God where they felt like, I need to make a phone call. I need to phone somebody. And you don't just phone people up and ask them, hey, do you have a couple of million lying around that we could borrow? Like, that's a risky phone call. Who wants to make that phone call? <laughs> okay, it took courage for this person to make the phone call. But do you know that at the end of that prayer meeting, we had three million rand to build, to make this what it is today. Isn't that amazing? Come on, give God a hand, sure. And this person didn't give the money, but that's part of their legacy because they prayed for God opportunities. They trusted and then they stepped out and was, were faithful. And so we have such a great legacy even just in this church. And I want to encourage that if you're sitting here today, like you're a part of that and you get to be a part of the next generation's legacy. Like what are we going to do with our lives that future generations are going to be grateful to us for? God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ask or even begin to imagine. Let's ask God if there's anything that he's wanting us to risk, anything that he's wanting us to sacrifice, or any bold prayers that he's wanting us to pray for his kingdom, because his kingdom is the only thing that doesn't fade away. Let's store up our treasures in heaven. Let's keep our eyes on heavenly things and not things on earth. Let's run. Paul says, I'm running to the end. I'm going to finish this race well for the prize that is set before me, knowing that God is waiting to say, well done, good and faithful servant. So what do we want to do in our lifetime that future generations will be grateful for? And as we finish off this series, I just want to give you a moment just to to reflect on the last month and on what we've heard and actually ask God. Let's just take some time to ask God. Maybe you want to stand with me as we close off and let's ask God, what is it? Is there something that He, is there an area that He wants us to make change in? What one area can we make a change that's gonna 
have impact on eternity. Maybe it is just to ask God to change your heart or to align your heart with His vision and plans and purposes. Or maybe it is the budgeting. Maybe we need to actually make a, maybe some of you need to commit today to say, God, I'm going to budget. I'm going to steward your money well. I'm going to do the hard work of weekly going and checking and adjusting and, and, and making sure that I can create margin so that you can use me. Or maybe it's simplicity. Maybe it is having a look, doing a bit of an audit on our lives and saying, okay, God, do I need all of this? Can I simplify? Change my heart. Help me to want to spend more on others than I do on myself. Or maybe it is to commit to partner with God's kingdom, to partner with church together. Maybe it is to make a commitment that you're going to bring resources so that together we can make a difference. Or maybe you're like me, and this is what I'm praying for. I'm saying, God, give me, give me praise for kingdom opportunities. Like, put something in my heart. Show me. Show me what you're doing. Show me what you want to do. Um, I, wanted, I don't want to put you in a box. I want to dream big because God has big plans for our city. God has big plans for our community. God has big plans for your church. I mean, for your schools. That's what I was trying to say. God has big plans for your workplaces. Okay, and you get to be a part of it. Let's ask God to show us what it is that He's wanting us to, to partner with Him in in order to make a difference in this world. And so as a prayer, I just want to encourage you to just ask God. Ask God what it is. Which area does He want you to make a change in? And God, I just commit each and every person to you. I commit myself to you. And God, I ask that you would Show us what it is. Where do you want us to focus right now? What's the one thing that we can make a change in our lives that's actually going to have a knock-on effect for eternity? Where we're actually going to start building a legacy. Something that we can take with us into eternity. Something that's going to make a difference in people's lives. God, what can we change? What do you want us to commit to today? And Father, I do pray that you would drop your dreams in our hearts. God, show us, show us a dream for our workplaces. Show us a dream for our schools, our varsities. Show us a dream for our families, God. Show us a dream for our city, for Cape Town, for our nation, and for our world. God, we want to we jump on board with what you are doing. Father, won't you light that passion in our hearts? God, we just want to recommit our lives to you. We want to give our finances to you, God, our time, our abilities, our resources, our gifts, the gifts that you've given us. God, we just commit it all to you. And we ask that you would guide us and lead us and help us to be faithful, good stewards. In Jesus' name.